Hello, hello. This is Carlos, and welcome to the Water Bearer Podcast. Uh, thank you so much for viewing and listening, checking it out. Um, also, for those who don't know, the show is also available on audio platforms as well. Of course, YouTube is the main platform, but we are available on um, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, so pretty much all of those major streaming or listening platforms. You can find us, so just search for the Water Bear Podcast, and there we will be. If you have not already subscribed to the YouTube channel, uh, make sure you do that today. And also, last but not least, uh, you can catch the drip every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So for those that don't know, when I say catch the drip, that basically means catch the new episodes. So um, we are catching the drip here on this show every Thursday, uh, which is one of my favorite days of the week. Um, anyway, so we will go ahead and get started without further ado with my very special guest that I have on today. I just really, really love this woman. She is one of my favorite people. And just watching her really inspires me. And I'm sure as we get into this podcast, you all will understand why I feel that way. Uh, so her name is Ali, Ali Carter. She is the founder and owner of Mind Your Body and Soul, which encompasses Where's Ali blog, YouTube blog, and Body and Mind blog, uh, also known as BAM. TV, radio, podcasting as well. So she does a lot of things. She wears so many hats. Um, I don't see how she even is able to do it all, but she does it all with so much grace. Uh, she's also the founder and owner and handcrafter of Zoetic Essentials, uh, natural, holistic beauty and bath line. Uh, Ali also has 27 plus years of managing Fortune 500 companies in the IT digital marketing industry. Uh, she is now traveling the globe full time and I just want to say this. A lot of people say they, they travel a lot. No, I, I, I haven't seen anybody's travel game match Ali's. I mean, she is like traveling, traveling out here. Uh, she's currently on the 11th country. Yes, 11th country in 30 months. So that's not a lot of time. That's just two and a half years. She has gone to 11 countries. That's really awesome. Uh, with a focus on practicing holistic philosophy, as a certified yoga guide, meal planning, prep wellness guide, blogger, and travel consultant. So I will go ahead and pop in Ali now. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> What's up, Ali? <laughs> oh, I was just teasing, like reading your bio. I was like, wow, you do so many things. And, and for those of people who listen to the Trigger Point podcast, they may know this, but I, I definitely want to open up by giving you your flowers um, mm -hmm. because you started me on the journey of, I'm not completely vegetarian, but I'm, I'm say I'm about 80, 20. Um, so I'm getting there. I'm, get, I'm eating a lot more plant-based meals, things like that. And really I owe that to you because uh, you were the first person that I tasted like the the meatless uh, ground meat, which I still make to this day. Um, and I have gone, it's been, I'm approaching almost a year and a half without a gout attack. And that's with no medication, just managing my diet. So thanks to you. <laughs> that is awesome. Wow. Yes, yes. That's, that's the week. I mean, that's the whole podcast right there. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Hey, yeah, you have. You definitely have. Seriously, you have for real. But yeah, yeah, I'm so glad to have you on. Um, just outside of your bio, before we get started, um, I also always like to have people share their birthday since this is a astrology based show. Um, and you are Sagittarius, so if you don't mind uh, sharing your birthday with the viewers, <laughs> y'all can't tell it. I'm a Sag all day, every day. <laughs> then now you know. Um, December. 18th. 18th, 18th, 18th. 12, okay, 18, y'all. Whenever 18. you see that pop up, just think of me. That's right. That's right. Give her a birthday <laughs> shout out, too. <laughs> and yes. also, when we start out, I always give um, a famous Aquarian um, on the show as well, or, or a famous person that's an Aquarian, I should say. Um, so for today's show, um, the famous Aquarian, if you all do not know, is Jennifer Aniston. She is an Aquarius. Yes, yes. So well, we, can I give a, a famous Aquarius? Yes, you sure can. My son. Hey, that's right. That's right. Okay, so when is your son's birthday? February 1st. And I guess my, my granddaughter too, because she's January okay. 31st. So y'all hey. keep them people. They will be in headlines. Just that's right. They are good people. I've never met them, but I already know they're good people. Just <laughs> yeah. They're the they're honestly Aquarius is as we get if we get into this or not are the yin to my yang, honestly. I you know to be honest with you, um, it's so funny that you say that because so my dad is an Aquarius and um, I, one thing that I I'm sorry he's a Sagittarius not an Aquarius. One thing that I feel Aquarius and Sagittarius have such a mutual understanding on is the need for freedom and exploration and space you know i don't i feel like it doesn't even need to be said we just feel that with each with each other would you agree mm -hmm. or, or what what would you uh, say about that i definitely um say that about a sag um mm -hmm. we there's a lot of little misnomers about Sagittarius's, um, but there's so much that goes into astrology too. I'm almost, I'm going to say that because there's this, and I'm learning, like, I don't know everything, but there's moons yeah. and suns and risings right. and blessings and ups and downs and all of these little <laughs> charts. I was looking at my chart the other day and I was like, it's like 15 arrows. And all I know is the one that has the archer thing, right? Um, <laughs> right. There's like so much of that you know, can impact your behavior, like not impact your behavior, but can define and explain some of the personality quirks or traits and things like that that you have. And one of the things I think that comes up about Sagittarius is we do like our space. However, mm -hmm. we also love to be in the space of others, right? Yes, and so, mm -hmm. you know, and so yeah, like I am a true ambivert. I'm so glad they came up with something besides introvert and extrovert because I'm both. I am I can mm -hmm. be like the bell of the ball and uh -huh. then I could be fine and see this room. I could be right here. Just just chilling. <laughs> I love that. And I think that's a great way to be to have that versatility where you can do mm -hmm. both very well. I love it. I love it. And so. Yeah. One thing I always ask on here, too, is every sign's toxic trait by your standards or maybe what you've heard. So I can, I'll start and I can say that 
Aquarius, the toxic trait that I've heard is that we, especially Aquarius men, we don't always express our emotions in the best way. Like maybe we're perceived as being mm -hmm. heartless or cold. I don't think I am, but I've been told that a few times. Um, so I would say that's probably the top toxic trait for, Aquar for Aquarians. Um, and so what would you say the things that you've heard for Sagis, like either related to yourself or just in general that people think is a toxic trait? Um, wow. I, it almost sounds similar. So I think you hear mm -hmm. about Sagis all the time that we can't commit. Uh, yeah, um, I've heard that too. <laughs> we, we can't Which I don't think is true at all. I don't know where that came from. I don't think, I think. I don't, that, I don't either. Yeah. Um, maybe we just don't like that. Anyway, I'm not going to go there because somebody going to get their feelings hurt. Maybe it's, it's, it's them and not you. <laughs> yeah, right. So the thing that we, that, that we can't commit and that, so um, this, this whole question around loyalty, which mm -hmm. is a lie. Because uh, if you know any Sag, they're going to be loyal to the end. Um, another one would be um, that we're flighty and we're, we're, um, we don't make good decisions, right? And, you know, I think that is based on where you are in your particular life. And that can happen with anybody. But those are two of the ones that when I hear them, I'm just like, like really, yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, like to a degree, like even my life, I may seem flighty to other people because, like, a, a couple of days ago when I got here to the city that I'm in, um, everybody was like, "So where are you going? Where are you going?" And I was like, "I don't know." Like even now, I'm gonna leave this apartment I'm in and go to another one tomorrow, but it's because I'm in the flow of planning. And it may seem haphazard to other people, but it's not really haphazard to me. And it, it won't be like I will get where I need to be. And for some people looking in, it's like you don't you're flighty you, or people say to me, why can't you just sit down? Oh, you talk about throwing darts like for me. When somebody says, why can't you sit down? That's that flightiness of the Sagittarius, you know, oh my God, you know, you guys are never happy or satisfied. I am. I'm happy and satisfied doing what I'm doing. Right. right. And my response and normally to like, <laughs> my it response to you can't sit down is, but I've been sitting down for 48 years just because you met me mm. just now, boo, um, whoever it might be. <laughs> Um, doesn't it, it doesn't negate where I am in my life, and so mm -hmm. I want to say those are those are a couple of toxic traits that I hear a lot. That I I don't necessarily there's levels to it. There's some truth in terms of just how I flow because people will be like, yeah, but you are moving around all the time, but it's not flighty. It's I'm not irresponsible. Right. Um, you know, right. you know what I'm saying? Because it comes yeah. with all of the juvenile traits, like people assume juvenile things like you can't take care of yourself. You you don't know how to save. Like I hear that all the time. And I'm like. But I also hey. have a Capricorn moon, so I'm very practical. Oh, Ooh. yeah. And Capricorns are great with money. Yeah. Well, uh, oh, maybe not some of them. <laughs> not all of them. I know Whoops. I know one that I mean if they could adopt me that I will be adopted because of the way they do money but the other ones that I know yeah no they're not really good with with money really? oh, mm. okay 
What yeah, but when there's always a, a up and a down and a high and a low to everything, but yeah, right. those would be the toxic traits I don't agree huh. with. Okay, okay, and so what is your, well, I'm curious, so you said your moon is Capricorn, and what is your rising, do you know? Um, I gotta look on this app that's on here. Okay, because <laughs> well, the, the, re the reason oh, I, I struggle with it is because I don't know my time of birth. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that is supposed to be really critical to. It's cr I don't even know the time of day and I've asked about that and mm -hmm. I, it's, it's unknown and it's not on my birth certificate. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. So okay. back in the day, y'all 51 years ago, they wasn't putting that information on the birth certificate. They were. <laughs> no. Now they probably putting all kinds of stuff on there. Probably stuff yeah. that doesn't even need to be. They got there. your vitals. They, they right. probably. <laughs> They probably on your birth certificate should be putting your blood type. I mean, it's the hardest thing for us to figure out is what our blood yes. type is, you know, and I've, I've had a yeah. blood type. And so I do know which I know which letter I am, but I can't remember the positive, negative or the neutral at this point. But it doesn't matter because of my blood either. type. I'm, right. I'm a I'm a I'm the one that can give everything, but I can oh. I can't receive everything. Oh, I think if I remember correctly, I think that's how my dad is, too. He can give to anybody but he can only receive from certain types i think he's the same way yeah. mm -hmm. we'll have a separate we'll have a separate podcast to talk about you know what that does in terms of how society views you and how you gotta like be mindful of those people who have the key never mind okay another oh. day oh okay no i love it hey hey no we look like i say there's no I mean, there's no form to this. I really kind of want it to be free flowing. I, I do want to dig into something that you mentioned, though, and I think this is so key because I think people tend to hold us in a place where they met us or where they've known us to be maybe for years. And I love how you said, I've been sitting down for 48 years. So what was the click or the catalyst for you to decide, okay, hey, I'm going to go on this traveling adventure. Because I also think one of the most admirable things about Sagittarius is I think they are like master adventurers. And I think you really embody that um, because, I mean, you, you just from the bio I was reading, I mean, 11 countries in 30 months. I mean, that's, that's amazing. So what was it that sparked you to say i'm not sitting down any longer um let me think um so <clears throat> i think it was like a my favorite word plethora mm, i like things everybody yes. to say that on my radio <laughs> show all the time it's a plethora um <laughs> of, of things that led up to it right and okay. it was that i had planned on being in a particular space right and there is no truer statement that you once you fed up you fed up mm. um but i'm at a place now where i'm trying not to get to a point of being fed up i'm trying to nurture and honor myself before i get fed up um and that is a very long walk and road when you've um you've been you know kind of formed and programmed to believe that you got to deal with a whole bunch of stuff until you, uh, until it's okay for you to be happy. Right. And so I was living in that space. And I, I think um, the last trigger for me was when I do all of these things, when I was, I was involved in all of these different things, um, 
and there was there didn't appear to, and I'm talking about even from my corporate job, you know, I was in the same industry for 27 years uh, and then the last company for 19 years. And when you realize that there's number one, no real appreciation for mm-hmm. you. Um, but then there's also outside of how much money can you make? <laughs> right. Right. How much right exactly. Yeah. But you also realize like for me, everything was a, um, it was a conflict of interest in terms of like who I am to the core. Every time there was something to be done, a project or CYA activity, because everything was CYA, I was in management, right? So everything was right. CYA. <laughs> it was always this talking to myself of, okay, all right, so how am I going to, you know? And I was just like, in everything you do, you are literally convincing yourself to do it. And if you have to convince yourself to do something, it's forced. Um, it's it's not something that happens naturally, right? right? And I think it's just a little bit over time, over time. And I realized as I was getting closer and closer to 50, um, I don't even know if it was an age thing. I think I just got to a point, as I, like I said, I, I was done. I right, was, right. I was just done. <laughs> right, hey. I was, I, was, I was over it. I was so right. over it. And, but I, my, my moon rising sign was like, get yourself together, which is something I've always done. So I had a plan of take care of these things. I still didn't get where I was supposed to be. I still didn't do the things I should have done to position myself better. So I would definitely instruct people a whole different path than I took. Um, but, and to start as early as possible, right? You don't think that you can do these things and that you can live this lifestyle until you're actually in it, you know, you, I, I, you literally don't believe right. you can do it until you're actually in it. It's it's so much easier than we talk about because we talk about it from a hardship perspective, right? But for me, just literally being done, and that has been what has propelled me with through everything. But it's just like an intervention, right? People mm-hmm. don't change until they're forced to change within themselves. So I can go and somebody can keep putting positioning and putting things in front of you. Um, and they were like little tidbits because I was traveling before. I've always been traveling, right? Right. Since my son That's was like I met seven. You, you were traveling, even, even though it wasn't as much like out of the country so much. Yeah. But yeah, you were always traveling. I remember that. Yeah. I, and it's always been something I've wanted to do. So I've been planning this exit from the u.s since my son was like 15 years old he's 31 now um okay yeah he'll be 32 in a couple of days and so this has been a long time process and to to finally be and and to be here but not even realize i'm here but to hear my friends from 20 years ago you know talking Mm -hmm. about friends that i've had for over 20 years saying you're finally doing what you said you were going to do and i'm sitting and going i said that to you like i like you know it's (laughs) it's like profound like right you know it's happening i still don't have it together i ain't gonna lie (laughs) well that's i mean oh go ahead I was just going to say, it's, it's, it's a crazy thing, but ultimately the answer of what made me do it was mm-hmm. finally getting to the point where I realized I wasn't live. I wasn't happy. Um, and I wasn't fulfilled in the space that I was in. And I realized it didn't matter how much longer I kept doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't going to satisfy what I needed to be. And the number one thing I am not promised tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to look back and 
say what if or I didn't do this or yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's I, one thing. Okay. I love, and this is new. I, I don't think I'd ever heard this before because one question I was going to ask and you kind of answered it already was how did your family react to you moving out of the States? But to hear that that's something that you told your son since he was 15, I imagine it probably, I don't want to say it didn't phase him, but I'm sure it did. But he probably is like, okay, well, hey, she's doing the thing she's been saying for years now. Or how how was that transition for your family? Um, I think the biggest thing was when I quit my job in 2020. Oh, like I just okay. I, when I quit yep. because uh -huh. I've always that. been the yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I remember. Was, yep. That was that was shortly because I think we met in was it 2018, 2017. Yeah, yeah. I quit in 2020. Okay. Um, the a uh, month or two before COVID became an outbreak mm -hmm. in the states, right? And so, right. um, the the factor for that was I had planned to go teach um, conversational English in Spain for a week, and then I was like, "But I'm over there." If most people know me or know Sages, we typically try to monopolize on every situation. And if I'm going to be on the other side of the world, I want to explore the rest of the world. I don't want to go anywhere that far mm -hmm. away for for five days, seven days. And so my goal was to just make my way down the east coast of Africa, which I had been wanting to do for the longest. So I was trying to figure out, well, I want to come back to work. I really don't. Um, but what yeah. I should have done, <laughs> this is a little a tidbit for you guys. Take a sabbatical. Let them pay you while you're figuring out what you want to do uh, with your life. Um, take a sabbatical. That I wished I would have done. And I thought about it, but I didn't even have at that point the strength or the patience to go through the process of them telling me I could not because of the position I held. And I had no backup, no you know support and stuff. And I just I was done being at a point where somebody told me I couldn't do something, right. you know, um, right or only looking at it from this perspective and, you know, and it wasn't that bad. My job was very free flowing and all of that, but it was, it was time for me to, to live it under my terms, so to speak. And so that's one thing I would suggest is make sure you guys take advantage of everything that your companies um, offer. If you are working in corporate America uh, or whatever, just, you know, seek out all the things that will help you, you know, get a little bit more formulated and a little bit more foundation so that you can try to be as comfortable um, as possible. But as in terms of my family, um, my son, uh, when I finally told them I was leaving, my last official day initially was like March 20th. And then I extended it because COVID hit and my everything that I planned to do was canceled. Um, and so I extended it. My last official day was April 3rd, 2020. And so, so I'm coming up on three years, y'all, three years. Wow out of wow. the corporate world and um, just surviving at this, beyond surviving, but surviving from the standpoint of not having a corporate job, right? And not right. filling right. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't fill it. And so um, my son, he he paused and I, I messaged him or whatever. And I was like, I, I finally quit. And I didn't realize the impact it had on, and I, I feel like I'm about to tear up, but I didn't realize the impact my work life had on my son mm. until he responded to me and his he my son is an Aquarius right, right. <laughs> doesn't show a lot of emotion yeah. until mm -hmm. 
he's forced to, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And that's kind of when you can't hold it out. any longer. And it's just, yeah, it's like, woo. Explosion. Just, yeah, exactly. Explosion. Mm-hmm. And he wrote me something mm-hmm. that I cannot find to this day because it was saved on my on another phone. Um, and I'm gonna ask him if he has it, but he wrote me this long thing. And at the end of it, he basically said, um, congratulations, mom, you finally have your wings. And that oh, just, wow. you know, oh. makes me tear up because he was talking about how he always wanted for me to live the life that I wanted. And he said, now you're free. And I was just like, Literally, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I can imagine, and and yeah. I, I would think too that to have that type of and not saying that you would have stayed if he had a negative reaction, but I can also imagine that having that type of approval, if you will, mm-hmm. from your own son makes yeah. it it probably makes it I would imagine it's just like you probably don't care what anybody else thinks you know as long as he <laughs> like friends you know, anybody like you just like okay whatever y'all think is what you think exactly and that's kind of I think that's a sad trait too um as well and and that is it is real it's like you know I've, I've learned over time that you have to prioritize who has um stake in the decisions that you make um because we oftentimes put a lot of people in control of our destinies, our decision-making, the steps that we take, the turns that we make and stuff like that. We allow a lot of people in that. And of course, I, I wanted his approval. I didn't know that he was going to respond that way. I simply thought he'd be like, oh, that's awesome, mom, you know, or whatever. But for him to take some time, like he didn't respond for hours. And I was just like, that's so weird. Like he hasn't right. said anything. But then when he did um, and he was emotional about it, I thought it was, I was just like, wow. And it just reflected back on the years of the things that he had to endure mm. while I was making my way. I was a single parent while I was right. making my way up in corporate America, him sleeping on my desk while I'm working overtime and we're you know, trying to go out of town. I mean, all, all kinds of things started to like, this affected him just as much as it affected me. And I realized also that the lives that we live, especially in front of our children, dictate some of the paths that they take. And and it also helped me understand even before this, why he was more driven to not follow in those sorts. Like he loves IT, he loves all that kind of stuff, and he's a natural at it, but he's mm-hmm. never been really caught up in the corporate scene. Like really? he... Huh. Yeah, he doesn't... He He's... And, and that's when I'd say yin to the yang... Like uh-huh. he literally is, he's like, yeah, I'm going to sit over here and we'll figure it out. But, you know, he doesn't articulate it like, yeah, I don't need to do that. He just, you know, does his own thing. And then as far as my, the rest of my family, they were just like, when I finally left, I finally left in July and it wasn't a plan to leave. And, and, you know, I didn't go where I was supposed to go. I just was like, I need to leave. It's been six months since I've left I've been traveling within the States. I went to uh, New Orleans and I went to Atlanta during that, that span. But um, I was like, I need to leave, leave. And so I was going to go to Florida and then Florida completely shut down. And I looked and was like, uh, where else can I go? And Tulum popped up and I had never been to Tulum. I actually hadn't heard of Tulum, which is interesting because it's a yoga, yoga used to be a yoga um, city, uh, Yen city or whatever. And so um I decided to go there for a couple of weeks and that's, that was it. It was just to get a break. I was like, I got to get out of here. Mexico is the only place still open to us. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and I went down to Mexico July 29th and I didn't come back until November. Wow. Wow. So that's how it started, you know. So, so I think. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, so, so what happened with that? Like, so basically my brothers were like, um, leash, they call me leash. Um, uh, are you coming back? That was how they, mm. that's how they responded to me. Is, are you, like, it's fine for you to go, but are you coming back? <laughs> so, so are you coming back? And that's when I sat back and said, I can do this. this mm. Mm -hmm. I can do this. Wow. That's, and, and another thing about your journey to me, that's so much, it's even more ad admirable. Um, the way that you did it is that you did it by yourself, which I think is another thing that can kind of be attributed to a Sag as well is that, and, and I think Aquarius too. So I feel like we're alike in that way too, that we don't mind doing things that maybe the masses would say, oh, that's crazy. Or why are you doing that? It doesn't mm -hmm. make any sense. As long as it makes sense to us, then, hey, <laughs> you know, we're, we're totally down for doing it. So do, did you feel any type of fear or trepidation of taking that step on your own versus, because I think some people would say, okay, well, if I was going with a best friend or a significant other or a, even a cousin or something like that, I think a lot of people would probably be more open to taking steps like that, but to say, Hey, I'm going to do this. This is what I want to do on my own. And you're not waiting for anyone else or even requesting anyone else to go with you. Um, was that a hard step for you to take or do you feel like that came naturally? Um, that came naturally, but it's also my personality. So it's so funny because none of these questions have like a very simple answer. Right. <laughs> hey, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> rooted in the life that I've lived. And, you know, I, I just was around um, some people that are 20 years younger than me. Um, so they're my son's age. And so I realized how much additional life living I've done um, and, and also in terms of decision making as well, right? And figuring out what naturally flows. And so, yeah, first of all, who in the world is going to be out here traveling for 30 months with me? <laughs> well, hey, true. I mean, that's, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, even when it started off as four, and when I was in Mexico, I had three friends actually that came to Mexico and, and stayed with me like two weeks on end, you know, oh, wow. um, the first, cool. the first two months I was there. Yeah. So people were like, I'm coming all I'm going to come and hang out. And like, you know, it was, it was fantastic. But then yeah. I also realized I was like, but I don't need to go back home, um, some mistakes that I made, you know, cause I still had a mortgage. I still had, you know, all my bills because I wasn't thinking about it as exiting at that point. I was just leaving. And as I got more into it, I realized how easy it actually was, um, mm -hmm. cultural difference and things. That's a whole nother topic, but just the, the act of living in another place is, I mean, it's really no different than being in the country that you live. I mean, it depends on where you are. It's no different than being in where the, the space I lived at in Dallas or Chicago, you know, mm -hmm. really wasn't, it wasn't different from that perspective in terms of um, just being able to function, walk up and down the street, you know, things might look a little bit different. People might look a little bit different, but ultimately like it was, it was just easily doable. Um, but to, I learned a long time ago that um, number one, time waits for no one. 
um, number one. And number, you know, number two, if you base every decision you're going to make on whether or not somebody or something is going to accompany you in that mm-hmm. space, um, then you might find that you are resentful. You might find yeah. that you are unhappy, that you're, you know, you start to settle. And we do that a lot, uh, especially as black women too, just to get on the black women um, train is, you <laughs> right. know, we, we do, we settle with a lot of things waiting for things. Um, topic for another day, like hmm. our, our night in black armor. <laughs> just settling for set well settling what you want or your standards or yeah we set know. well we settle waiting waiting right. for right. something that has to look perfect because somebody else told you that you can't do it and you can't do it successfully unless you have one two three four five six seven and I get a lot of flack for that I get a lot of flack on my YouTube I get you know mostly from men around you know really? waiting and you know how are you out here traveling by yourself and it's not safe and I go but no one says that to me when I'm in the United States which is the harshest most exactly. um, <laughs> most racial more m- the the most violent place mm-hmm. for black people. It is. In the world, in the world, yeah. mm-hmm. not just in the Americas, but in the world. And I've traveled around the world and I can attest to that. Of course, there's going to be places in conflict that are bad, but it's not like it's they're pinpointing black people like, you know, we still are in the United States. Um, it's it's something globally or not globally, um, countrywide or citywide that's happening mm-hmm. in those specific areas. But for us to still be going through what we're going through in the States, it, it always just befuddles me that that nobody cares about my safety when I'm in the States. You know, when I mm-hmm. returned in 2022 to take care of some grown up business, um, my first thought, I mean, literally the first thing that hit me when I was in the Uber um, was I turned around and looked and I was like, cops, like Mm-hmm. The presence of police. And I'm telling you, I am around, I've been around police and, you know, I stayed in Africa for a year. I was in wow. Africa for a year on a whim. Like I didn't have a plan. I just was there. I was in Mexico. Yeah. I was in, you know, for four months moving around Mexico City, all by myself, all these places, all by myself. And there is nothing at no place that I've been that I've actually worried about my safety in that respect. I worry about my safety in terms of, you know, vagrant people. I had one incident oh. when I was in in Colombia and on the coast, and I'll tell about that at some point. But um, but that was like the only thing that that ever happened. And I thought I was gonna have to do my karate kid stance. I, you know, I literally Uh-oh. was like, well, like, I mean, it was, it was a serious thing. Like, I literally was like, wow, this is the first time something like this happened. But I was hmm. I was in a place, you know, whatever. So we'll talk about that later. But yeah, so from a, a, the standpoint of, um, is it easy for me to travel solo? It's very easy for me to travel solo because I can get up and go when I please. Does that mean that I'm the kind of person that can't wait and compromise? One of the things that I learned in my travels in 2022 hmm. was that um, when I meet people who are yoked in the same area that I am aligning with, meaning where I'm going and not where I'm coming from, when I am yoked in those spaces, that I easily will commune with other people and I will do things with other people. And I literally found myself staying in, in places um, with other people that I met that align with 
you know, where I didn't have to be alone. Right. So right. a lot of times right. people are like, oh, my God, you travel alone. You got to eat alone. I go, but when you're in your house, like, do you eat? Do you call your neighbor over to eat? I mean, like, I just, <laughs> right. right. I, yeah. Like, they don't make logical sense to me. Like you're drinking mm-hmm. alone and I'm like, take a book or you're on your phone most of the time yeah. anyway. If you want to strike a conversation, you know. And so I, I realized in thinking like that, one of my friends was like, it's easy for you. And then I met this girl in Ecuador. She said, Ali's never met a stranger. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it's I because I, I'm comfortable in, in my skin and in my space. And when I'm not, I just leave, <laughs> mm. you know, hey, and that's a good way to be. Yeah. Because you know? like you, we talked about before the camera started rolling and, and I think it's so true. Um, I think a lot of times we, as people just stay in situations longer than we should. And then that's where the resentment builds up and the um, aggression in some instances. Um, I know like Aquarius thing, one of my toxic traits too, I put this out there is that I'm, I'm very calm. A lot of people, when they meet me, like even on jobs and stuff like that, I've always been the person in the group. They're like, Oh, well send Carlos to tell the bad news because they think it's going to sound better coming from me. And in most cases, they're probably right. But (laughs) if, if, if I get upset enough, I mean, oh, I, I can't put a cap on it. I mean, because in my mm. mind, I've let so many things slide and build up and build up and build up. So I'm trying to get out of that um, because that's that's, you know, how I've kind of always been. Um, but a, another thing you mentioned, I think that was so key when you talked about um, the idea of being a black woman and kind of waiting on that black knight and shining armor. Um, I also think in relation to what you're doing with your travel, um, there's a lot of stereotypes in the black community that go along with that too. But like case in point, people saying things about your safety and it's almost like we pass things down through Mm -hmm. generations and it's based off of our, or ancestors even, their fears, their insecurities, and then that's passed on to us. And then it's like, now you're scared to do anything because you have all these like, you know, heebie-jeebie cultural things that, <laughs> that oh, this is going to happen if you do this. And it's like, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I am, it's funny because while I'm fly by night, I was very protective of my son and you know, all the other, so, so that's why I said, like, I, I, I wear like two masks and, you know, mm-hmm. like a big part of it came from being a parent, um, specifically a single parent. And so I have walked around with that protective shield and I still do. You were asking me, um, this one of the parts that I didn't really answer about, um, traveling solo is do I ever have anxiety and fear? And yes, I do. I literally mm-hmm. go through really? phases and I catch myself and I'll be like, you know, you're, you're, you have anxiety. If I'm going to do something different, like I decide I'm going to jump on buses and I'm like thinking ahead, okay, what will I do if something happens Mm -hmm. that is not going to happen, right? Or how am I going to, especially in places where English is not spoken, right? Right. And the Google Translate is really like Duolingo, like right now, like it's it's both. (laughs) 
Like, you know, yeah, you're literally asking for um, frill flowers and you're trying to find out how to get around the corner. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, <laughs> what, what am I saying exactly? What are you right. interpreting? You know, and so thinking about those things and then thinking about time and, you know, um, you know, being smart enough around, am I going to end up somewhere when it's dark and planning enough that, you know, um, if, if I do, Am I in a space where I never, you know, have rideshare? Rideshare is like, you know, I know a lot of people in places hate it, except in the states because it costs so much. But you can get a rideshare in a lot of these places, and it's a, like a five dollar ride. In some places, a two dollar ride. Oh, but there are lots of countries that outlaw rideshare because, you know, they're taxi. Um, they don't have unions, but let's just say that collective uh, doesn't agree with it, and it takes away from, you know, people working because you have this platform that's actually making money, right? right. Um, Right. But, um, you know, those types of things help me plan, but the anxiety still kicks in. The anxiety still is, okay, you know, I got, and, and then the idea of I got to pack everything back up and I got to go through this process again. And then I want to get settled. And then, you know, so right. the, there's those types of things I think that, um, that kind of get in the way of, or not get in the way, but, but make me make sure I, I'm thinking about mm. When I'm, mm-hmm. what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, um, if it's the smartest thing. And sometimes I'll stay places longer, like here. Like, I really don't necessarily want to be in the city. I want it to be on the coast. But it just doesn't make any financial sense for me to go to the coast right now in this country. I can right. literally be on the Pacific side in another country that's going to cost me one third of the price. Oof. So, well, yeah, yeah. Like, why do that then? Right. <laughs> you know, and I can come back two months and pay less. But what was what was the question? <laughs> Oh, no, no, you answered it. You did. You did answer it. But I do have a, a follow up question that I, I want to ask. And because I've, I've always from the time I've known you, I've always um, admired how I feel like conversation wise. Um, and again, I think this is another Sagittarius trait is you're really able to be a chameleon and speak on so many different things. And then one of those being uh, spirituality and your spiritual journey. So do you believe that, I guess it's a two-part question. So do you believe that part of your journey and the urgency of doing this was, a, was there a spiritual component to that? Do you believe? And then also have you, do you feel like you've grown spiritually more so in this last couple of years or so than you would have if you were still in the States? Oh, ooh, that's a good question, given my background. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I would say that my decision to go on this quest um, wasn't, it wasn't ne- necessarily rooted in, oh, I, I'm, I need to go on a healing kind of thing. Oh, right. Because, mm-hmm. I had actually started that healing process when I realized that there were more, and I, I, don't, I try not to use the word T-R-A-U-M-A. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I get it, right. Because it's, it's such a buzzword and, and, mm-hmm. it's, and it's, it speaks to, you know, the, the negative side of experience, right? Mm-hmm. And um once I realized the connection, the connecting dots to everything, I think, 
it was 2018 when it actually happened. Um, and I don't know if people remember, that's when I actually stopped doing my radio show. Um, that's when I got in position to sell my house. That was the real awakening. It was like all these things were coming. And I was like, you're in this, you're affiliated with this, you're leading this, you're this, this, and this. And when I asked somebody, what do they think I do? It was radio. And, and I think a few people would say yoga, but nobody knew I had a beauty and bath line. Nobody knew that, oh, wow. you know, I, I, you know, really was kicking the meal planning and meal prep that, you know, all these other little things that were really important to me because I was focused in, in so many other spaces. And so the, the healing part became kind of spiritual in that, that practitioner part of my life the connecting all the elements, which, you know, when you were on my radio show, bam, body and mind, everything flows together for me. And so from that respect, I think it was spiritual in that I needed to, and I needed to get into body and mind. Ah, I needed to get into myself and, and figure out what it is that I really wanted and make it happen, quite frankly, because nobody's going to make anything happen for you outside of yourself. But in the terms of, you know, let me just go out here and I'm going to go on this spiritual journey. And it wasn't that on the surface. It may have been that underlining. And since I've been gone, since I've been gone. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. It. That is like so my jam. Um, like and so too. I think what has happened is it has become more profound that it has been um, an uplifting, so to speak, where I've I've mm. shed. This is such a good question. Carlos, like, thank you. Um, <laughs> where I guess I've, I've shed a lot of baggage. I've shed a lot of layers because mm. it forced me to let go of things that I think I was putting in place of serving myself so that I always had a reason and excuse not to serve myself. Um, And then in turn, blaming those external things for me not serving myself, right? Even up to this day, one of the things you had mentioned um, was, you know, allowing people to kind of put you in these positions that you didn't necessarily want to be in. And then you, you know, you have this moment of explosion. And um, I think that became me as, or was me as well. It was at some point, like I I try to nettle myself down to to fit people's comfort levels. But at some point I burst at the seams. So Ali is going to pop out at some point. She's, she's going to, you know, explode. And, and I think that's really what happened and whether we call it spirituality or whether I call it spirituality or awakening or uh, freedom, really right. what I call it, yeah, exactly. is um, we're never 100% free because we're always going to have constitutions in our head. Even mm. when we free ourselves from those constitutions, you still have constitutions. Like we still live by, you know, I could be saying all this stuff and then I'll turn to my, my son and daughter-in-law and when it comes to my grandkids, I'm like, you better do this. You better put a color on it. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> got her all out. Got her out, out here in the cold and no shoes. Oh, he's <laughs> the cold, you know what I'm saying? Why they choose? Why they got? Why they got on Crocs? Right, with no socks. <laughs> all <laughs> the air coming through. Right. <laughs> that's true. I love that. I love how you use um, that word too, constitutions, because that's really what it is. It is. Yeah. 
we and and we're we're afraid we're afraid to say we're institutionalized because of the stigma stigma behind that word. We're very institutionalized. That's why we frown at anything that anybody does that does not flow with what the institution told us that we should be doing, right? And that's a whole other conversation for another day. I understand, um, but. <laughs> You know, Carlos, these conversations, yes. we be back. We've had those conversations, um, yes, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, so it was, it, it became, it became um, more about all my life I've been told I was selfish. All my life I've been told that, you know, all I do is think about myself. And I had to sit back and, you know, at one point I even believed it, right? And I, and I was like, well, if, if everything is about me and I don't care about anybody else, why am I doing everything for everybody else? Why am I still sitting in a place? Because it's, it makes it easier for other people to rely on me. Why, you know, why do I feel obligated to be here? Because I can assist other people. But in the end, if I die tomorrow, if I die today, what have I done that I wanted to do? Right. Mm -hmm. And people so, feel like they get upset about you doing things for themselves because it's their own resentment reflecting back at themselves for not doing the things they wanted to do or that they should do. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. That crab in the bucket mentality. Like, Oh, you getting out? Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Let me pull you back down. Cause I'm not ready. And number two, fear, fear is a real thing. I mean, our, we have systems built on fear. Um, mm -hmm. We, we, we still walk around with a, a, a fear mentality of, you know, what we deserve, what we should be doing, um, you know, that walk we should be making. I mean, at, you know, if we get into the the racism or race or colorism of things, we still right. turn around and look, you know, we're, you know, and I'm conscious enough about it when I'm in other spaces that I turn around and be like, oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> worry about that. You know what right. I'm saying? And exactly. so, you know, yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of those kinds of things that once you start to travel, traveling for me is spiritual. Like it is it's the um, the space of no space. Right? So it it is. The way I define things is like it's everything. So it's like in the movie Lucy when she became completely lucid um, in her oh, own yes. way, like we call it crazy. But it's not crazy. It's it's when you can see everything when you can, and and some people like you were talking, you know, um, talking about like uh, or asking about, you know, putting always worrying about different things or, you know, being in a space where you're, you know, looking at this could happen or that could happen. And, you know, all the, the things that the possibilities. But that's what free of mind gives you. You the thing is, is you see all of those things that could happen. But you don't necessarily worry about them. You just continue to walk in your div divineness. You you work. You walk in your alignment. The only way you can walk in your alignment is if you start to understand what it is that makes you tick, without right. you doing anything. And one of the things that I just really like to promote is figure out what makes you tick before you get indebted into a society and a dream that is not about you dreaming, right? So most of what we do has nothing to do with our dream. Most of what I did for 48 years wasn't about my dream. It was about survival. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? That's and so, so I wasn't moving by the beat of my own 
drum. I was, I was, I was in there, you know, I was in there harmonizing, you know, I had that, um, right, you know, right. whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I had the beat, <laughs> but good, I, right. exactly. Uh-huh. But it was faint and it was off into the distance. And, um, you know, I, I just had a vision. I was like, I probably sound like um, Clarence Howard. Is that his name? Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. You know how like on some oh. of the or or Kanye, you know how like you ask a question. It's like, yeah, so you know, it's spiritual because now I want to, you know, get a tambourine and all of that. But oh, like no. when, you start, <laughs> when you start talking about things from this higher mental mm-hmm. level, that's the spirituality. And I think, you know, a lot of people may miss it because you're thinking about it from, you know, still we, we still think about things in a in a bubble and a bowl and a box, whatever. And the real reality of it is, is uh, it's, it's, it's not something that's contained. And so I, when I approach things, I approach things still from in here, because this is what I naturally do. My conditioning makes me do this. And I read this book by um, Jay Krishnamurta um, and he talks about letting go of conditioning right? The, the conditioned mind, it, it's very difficult to do because in everything we've been conditioned. We've been conditioned from birth that we belong to somebody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. So how yeah. is it that we go through life not, ex- mm-hmm. we, we feel more comfort when someone owns our time. Hmm. That makes sense. Because right. that sense of belong. What's the name of that book? I'll have to check that out. I think it's as free as something. I'll, I'll look it up and, and find it. It's one of the many okay. books that I did give away to charity when I oh, when I when moved. moved. Uh, okay. When I left, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, and I, I mean, I may have kept. I may have kept that one, but I, it's a Jay Krishnamurta book, and a lot of these things. I even read one that was like um, about freedom, you know, this mentality of being free, but we're actually not ever free. And at one point in time during this process, um, actually, this was like 12 years ago um, when I started studying Judaism and stuff like that. I also Mm. studied Kabbalah and Kabbalah teaches this, um, this mindset of, or mindness, and it's not a mindset. It's not a set of rules. It's really learning. And Buddhism does this as well. But it teaches um, to learn to to be within yourself or 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 wherever space you're in without the um, institution of trying to reflect. So we spend most of our life. We go through the phase of you know, let me let me heal. Let me go through this spiritual journey of reflecting on everything that I've done that doesn't serve me. Everything that I've done wrong. <laughs> Right. And that in itself becomes an institution because now all you're doing is thinking of, oh, I'm not supposed to have this. Why? Why can't I? You know, and so we still check ourselves on things. And what I've learned, what I've learned to do over time. And this is a gradual process. I just said like 12 years. Right. Of realizing that I am no longer reflecting. I'm living and noticing. So I'm observing. I observe. Hmm. Yeah, okay, that's probably probably not gonna net me what I want. So okay, I won't do that next time. Or maybe I will, but hopefully I'll get better and you know what I'm saying. Right. And so right, you'll learn from it. Yeah. So that's the long-winded answer to hey no, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, I love it. And that's why, you know, I was saying too, um, and for you all watching, we kind of 
hit on this a little bit before the camera started rolling. Um, with I get this from every get well, not every guest, but at some point I'll get it in a roundabout way or question that's like, okay, well, what are we talking about? And I purposely don't really send topics because I like to get the true essence of the person and then also kind of pull out some of those you know stereotypes be it negative or positive about the zodiac the different zodiac signs so you know all of the great things that i really love about sagittarius i was like okay i, I felt like it was going to be a great conversation so i didn't want to restrict it too much um so yeah because we always have good conversations <laughs> yeah yeah there's, there's no restrictions when it comes to me except time then I, you know carlos in the background like this no no <laughs> No, 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 no. This is not gonna fit. I'm gonna now I gotta edit everything. I'll be like, we can't do a part two. Can we do a part two? Right, right. (laughs) Just add another part in there. But no, this is this is oof, this is great. I I think um I just I think this episode happened the way that it was supposed to. I'll say that. Um so yeah, yeah, is this is great. Great. I love it. <laughs> well, we'll, do, we'll do part two from an yes. Aquarius standpoint on my uh, YouTube. How about that? Okay. Okay. Let me know. Let me know. Yes. I would love to. I'm, I'm trying to just um, be better and do. And it, it, one thing you said, too, that I, I do want to touch on before we get into the uh, the game I was telling you about um, oh, yes. is you mentioned about people telling you things like, oh, you're selfish, or you may have heard that, you know, a few times. And it's funny because I feel like in 2022, I just started to break. And even really, if I'm honest, the beginning of this year, um, started to break some of those thoughts and things of negative things that people Mm -hmm. have said about me. And just like you, you know, sometimes you do have to kind of take a step back and say, okay, well, if I'm so bad or if I'm all of these things that people are saying, then why are they coming back? Why are they mm-hmm. still wanting to be in my life? Why are they? So you can't be that bad if, you know, people are still there, they're still around. So I had to kind of reprogram my mind. And that was an institution of sorts, mm-hmm. um, the way I thought. So that I think that was really key that you said that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's something that can can drag you a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and and make you hit some some low points. Um, and in essence, there's there's obviously ups and downs, highs and lows to every one of these little cliche statements that even I'm making. And uh, you know, and that is, you necess- can't necessarily control how everyone responds to you. Um, you can't necessarily control how everyone views what it is you're doing because most people make comments and we could just look on social media, how people will literally take a picture of somebody's, you know, life. And we literally will tell them everything they should and shouldn't be doing. We don't know anything about it. Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, we don't understand what got them to that point. And I think that's why a lot of times my responses are so in depth, but for some people, they may seem flighty like a Sag, but every single thing that I talk about has some sort of connection to something else. It's, Hmm. 
I can't control whether or not everyone sees. And, you know, even in the Bible, if we want to go to religious, everyone who has ears can't hear, everyone with eyes can't see. But for those who can, they get it or they seek out more to figure those things out. And so when people call you, um, say you're selfish or you're only thinking about yourself, but then we have this whole movement called hashtag self-care. Right, right. So which one is it going to (laughs) be? Right. Right. But you're mad that I'm actually wanting to finally take care of myself, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's why I realized I, I'm not realized I, I confirmed yet again that I'm not a hashtagger or not a hashtagger because I'm a hashtagger. I, I'm not a, I'm not a bandwagoner like I never oh, have yes. been. And I am so grateful for that. So all the things that happened during my childhood that my parents did that you know, made me like the the kid that stood out and stuff like that, that (laughs) framed me in a way that actually balanced more with my my natural personality anyway. Um, So that all the questions that you were asking about, how did this work? How did I feel about this? How did family feel about this? You know, um, most of those things contain themselves because of who I am. Um, And while everybody may have comments about you know, behind the scenes, one of the things I always say is, is mm. if you ain't bold enough to bring it to my face, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's right. one thing <laughs> about badges is that's maybe a little bit different thing. Aquarius is, is yeah, I, I do res- reserve a lot, but I learned that from an institution. I learned that from corporate America to not speak my mind, even though in my mind I was saying what I wanted to say and my whole face was right. like, you know, whatever I was like. Right. <laughs> I was a whole a whole Sunday afternoon kung fu theater movie. Right, right. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you know, I was that, right? Right. But you know, just just realizing that more times than not, people are going to be saying those things about you, saying that you're selfish, saying that you know you only care about yourself or you're only thinking about yourself. And everything is in it is relative because we can look and go, yeah, but you you know, you promised that you were gonna do something and you didn't come through. That's a whole different level. You gotta deal with those types of things, you know, you know, on those yeah. types of levels. But just always remember that not everybody is gonna know where you are in your journey or you know, in your walk in life. And Mm -hmm. the main thing that's important as putting on your own mask on an airplane before you even put an infant's mask on an infant Mm -hmm. is that if you don't look out for you, this is one of the hardest lessons, even hard for me, is if you don't look out for you and take care of you, you won't be there to take care of anybody else. Mm -hmm. So until you set yourself, you know, foundationally, nothing... Be selfish. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. You have to. Yeah. And I love that example that you use. That's probably, honestly, my favorite example of being selfish because, like you said, in the situation of a plane or putting your mask on first, um, you know, that's what they always tell you. And it's funny, I didn't, I haven't flown a ton, but um, the times that I did fly, it didn't really click to me until maybe a couple of years ago. Um, and I started thinking about it. It's like, oh, wow, that's that's really true. I mean, you literally have to save yourself before you can save anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That is true. That is true. <laughs> it's <that> poetry. <laughs> hey, that's right. <laughs> 
Okay, well, we'll we'll um let's see, let's get into this uh game here that I was telling you about. So it's called Dead in the Water. Um, so just to walk you through a little bit of how this will go, um, I'll give you a this or that choice, and you'll have basically it's not timed, but it's pretty much rapid fire answer. So the answer that you give me is the one that you feel you can do without. So the one that you really like or that you would want to keep, you, you don't tell me that one. Um, but you basically your answer would be the one that you feel that you can do without. Okay, the one I can't do without. So these are going to be one word answers or responses. Um, not necessarily. There'll be different choices. So um, like, let's okay. say if I said, um, I know you don't eat meat, but like, let's say if I said chicken or beef and if you have a preference for chicken then you would say i'm throwing beef in the water because i love oh okay Mm -hmm. okay yeah so So i tell the one that i throw out okay right exactly right okay so this first one is let's see soursop or jackfruit which one are you throwing away (laughs) and i know you love both so i was (laughs) like That is so foul, Carlos, on so many <laughs> levels. I was wondering if you had a, a favorite. I didn't know. I never heard you say you have a favorite, but oh my curious. god! Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in the water soursop because oh, with oh. jackfruit I can do so much more. Okay, I, that makes sense. Okay, I get it. Okay, <laughs> cool. All right, so soursop gotta go. I love sour sauce, though. That's so foul. Okay. uh, Group travel or solo travel? I feel like I know what you're going to say here. I'm going to throw group travel in the water, but that does not mean that I don't believe in group travel because group travel is how I do my yoga retreats. Okay. All right. So good laugh or good cry, which one can you do without? A good cry. Mm, okay. Okay. Because I'd rather laugh. I feel the same way. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Chris Rock or Will Smith? Which one are you throwing ah, out? I can, <laughs> I can do it without Chris. You can I do it without Chris? Chris? Yeah. As wrong as I do feel that Will Smith was in that moment, if I have to choose between the two, I, yeah, I, I probably would throw Chris out. Yeah, Will is Sorry, way Chris. more prof- Will is way more profound and on on my mental alignment um, mm-hmm. than Chris. But I've never really been a Chris Rock follower anyway, so that's no. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I got you. Yeah, his I feel like he has a, a couple of stand ups that are really funny to me, but um, Will Smith, his body of work, I feel is. I don't want to say better, but it's just wider or more diverse. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, right. <laughs> yeah, his, no, I, I will say this. Hey, I know. See, it's so many different things. That you, <laughs> and I'll say this too quickly before we go to the next one. So Will Smith's um, audio book. I don't know if you've read or listened to his autobiography. Um I'll tell you, that is probably 
one of the best produced audio audibles that I've ever heard. Um, I would say it's probably in the top three. Um, just the little sounds, uh, the way that, and, and I know that's not all him. That's probably his team, but that book was very well produced. Even when they talk about the first time where he heard his song on the radio, the way they play it, it has that old school sound. Like it's kind of the radio is kind of scratchy and. So they killed it with the details on that. <laughs> and, and that I'm glad you said that because I have the audio book and I started it, but mm -hmm. I didn't finish it. And oh, uh, I haven't okay. finished it. I haven't gotten that far, but it'll make me go back and because uh, I'm listening to another one right now. And so I'll okay. go back and, and, and definitely finish that. But right in the beginning of the audio book, since we own Will Smith, um, I think if people want to truly begin to understand people, it's like the 30 and 30. You need to go in listen to the first couple of chapters alone will I think I broaden. yeah mm -hmm. yeah because it's not I don't feel like it's an excuse for what he did right. but at the same time I read the book before that happened and so immediately when I saw that instance I saw of that incident I, I thought to myself mm. I was like he's living what he's said basically his greatest fear is in the book yep exactly yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah so y'all check it out. It's a good book, good book. <laughs> um, and Iceland or Tanzania. Now I, I gotta I gotta admit, selfishly I put in Iceland because you let me taste some of the vodka that you got from Iceland. Oh my god, I've been dreaming about that vodka ever since. That was the best vodka I've ever had. Oh so my gosh. So good. Um wow. <laughs> Oh, uh, after this show, I'll have to explain why this is so difficult. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh-oh. Uh and, and some people, I will tell you, some people have said both. Um, like, if, they, if you feel like you really can't choose between the two, it's okay if you say both. Because it's for different reasons. So, I'm going to say... The country itself, I could do without Iceland, but the connotation related to it, I'll, we'll talk about that off, offline. Ah, okay, okay. So only because of the country itself. Yeah, the country itself. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. I've been there, so right, and I've right. been to, actually I've been to both, which is why I'm assuming you pick pick both. Yes, uh -huh, it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So that was the last question. So. Um, okay. Before we wrap up here, again, this has been such a pleasure. It's always a great time. I feel like whenever we get a chance to talk um, yeah. and, you know, just dive into these deep questions and conversations. But is there anything that you want to share with the viewers and the listeners? Any like words of advice or anything like that? It's so funny. Um, I never have a uh, an acceptance speech planned or prepared um, for these <laughs> moments uh, because of my flightiness as a Sag. Like things just come to me as they come to me, right? Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think one of the big things, and you know, thank you for this opportunity to come on and oh, and you, you know share with with your audience and. Um, mine as well, hopefully, who will get to see this, but people who who don't know me um, or think they know me uh, and and or people who want to potentially 
embark on something new. It doesn't have to be this life that I'm living, but embark on something mm -hmm. new is um, don't wait for your plan to feather out. Don't wait mm -hmm. for everything to align because the way that I ended up doing this was completely unaligned. Um, or I shouldn't say unaligned. It, it wasn't, it wasn't planned this way. COVID in their right, right. But because of COVID, hmm. because of a situation, you know, I decided to make a move. And so, um, one of the things I, I just want to share: don't wait until tomorrow what you could do today. Hmm. I love that. I love that. Okay. All right. So again, make sure you all uh, go follow. Ali, um, where's Ali? Go ahead and check out everything that she has going on. Uh, I promise you will definitely be entertained by her social media and all, as well as her YouTube channel. Um, and again, thank you so much for coming on, Ali. I really appreciate it. Um, and then for everyone, subscribe to the channel today. Um, also, again, catch the drip every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And thanks, everyone, for watching. Peace.